Welcome to episode 156 of The Space In Between. I am your host, Phoebe Leona, and I'm so excited to be back with you today. It's been a little while. (laughs) And we have a couple of threads of consciousness that I want to share and, and go deeper into them. But first, I do want to share what's been happening over at Nomadland the past month or so. So the last time I was here, I popped in, I shared some of our our summit replays from our Embodied Leadership Summit back in the end of September and early October. We sat with Kim Roman and Stephanie James, who were part of that summit. And I also shared during the intro and the outro of those episodes about how we have two retreats coming up um, with both Kim and Stephanie and myself. Both of them being in Mexico, but two separate retreats and very different kind of vibes and energies. And that's what kind of we've been doing is getting back on this nomad retreat track, uh, I guess you would say, since since COVID. So, you know, this is our original vision when we started Nomad was to host transformational retreats around the world. And we did that very successfully for, you know, about six years and then we had to put it a bit on hold the last few years because of COVID. And, you know, we hosted one retreat a year, um, but I decided to go bigger in a, in a different way in that really actually coming back to the original vision, which, which actually has a lot to do with the conversation we have today about what you're running towards versus what you're running away from. And we now have, as of now, as of November 13th, when I'm recording this, we have seven retreats in the works for 2024, which is so exciting. So we have retreats in Mexico, Bali, in the United States, in Greece, and I have a feeling that's just you know, the first half of the year. I have a feeling we're going to have a whole lot more in the second half of next year. So yeah, if you've been wanting to travel again or start to your, your travel bug, you want to have a transformational experience, I encourage you to keep hanging out here, my dear friend, because <laughs> we have a lot in store for you. So what is coming up, as I said before, we have a retreat with Stephanie and myself, Igniting Your Spark. This is a women's retreat. This is going to kick off our 2024 in Mexico, Sayulita, Mexico, February 18th through the 23rd. This is a women's retreat. This is a very, what I'm feeling with Stephanie and the group that's there already is it's going to be very lighthearted. We're going to reignite that that spark that's within yourself to feel more joy and laughter and this beautiful sense of sisterhood. And we do have during this month of November a special happening. So if you're listening to this right now, I encourage you to go ahead and visit the link that is in the show notes and you're going to use the code VIP600 to save 600 off during this month. (laughs) And then the second retreat that I have with Kim Roman, who again, she was in episode 155, we are going to have our wings unfurled in Mexico, just outside of Mexico City, about an hour and a half 
where there is a beautiful butterfly sanctuary where we're going to experience our own transformation and take flight. And this is really calling specifically out to the creative entrepreneurs who are maybe feeling that they're ready for a bigger transformation. Like I'm going to share a little bit here today about my experience and my transformation, my recent transformation. Um, If you're feeling, you know, you want to step into this role as a creative entrepreneur or you know, start your business in a, in a different way, maybe restructured a little bit, this might be the retreat for you. We're going to walk through the elements to really claim that space of taking flight as that creative entrepreneur. And then the last retreat that I will be hosting at the end of that season is in Bali. Your love awaits in Bali, which is April 14th through the 20th, which I'm going to talk a little bit more deeply around in this episode today. And we have, as I mentioned before, a number of other retreats with some other amazing retreat leaders. I'm going to share them with you here in the coming episodes. So definitely come back, visit, get to know the other retreat leaders that will be leading retreats around the world with us in 2024 and beyond. So Today's conversation is going to be what I'm calling is love, running from versus running towards. And there's a couple of threads that I want to weave together for this tapestry today. And the first, the first idea, this first thread is the honor and respect for nature. I'm going to share a little bit about the honor and respect for nature and when we're running away from it, what that could look like. Or what it does look like. I'm going to talk a little bit about my why, my purpose, and how that relates to this idea of running towards or running from this honoring respect of nature. And then we're going to explore these ways of what your life might look like or is looking like right now in the running from versus running towards. And then I'm going to share a few stories about my experience specifically in Bali when I learned some really powerful lessons uh, around these ideas. So the first idea that I'd love to share with you is inspired by this beautiful book, Becoming a Hollow Bone, Responding to the Call of the Ancestral Blood. This is a book by Anne wilson Shafe, And this is a book, it's short and sweet, Um, I use it in my Movement 109 facilitator training more as a resource, but what we've been doing recently in our Nomad community is going through the 21 processes that are being taught in this book. And, And in Becoming a Hollow Bone, she is really teaching us these ideas of the native system, of coming back to our roots. Whether you are a native to the Americas or not, it's this remembering remembering that we are brothers and sisters of this earth. We are stewards. We are guardians of this land, wherever that land may be where you reside. And coming back to these very simple ideas and moving away from more of these Western man-made constructs of thought. 
And so she breaks these down. And, and the one that I want to talk about a bit today is what we're teaching, what we were looking at today in the nomad community was the sixth process around nature. And this really struck me and I thought it would be really beneficial to share with you today. So I'm going to read the first paragraph and then I'm going to go a little bit deeper on my take of a little bit of this. So she says at the very beginning, we are not above or detached from nature. We are a part of nature. When we convince ourselves that we are different from or not a part of something, anything, anyone, we feel we have license to manipulate, to exploit, to desecrate, abuse, devour, and destroy it. We have developed deceiving ourselves into a national art in pastime. We have done this to a point where we have convinced ourselves that we are above nature, more important than nature, and it is all right for us to exploit, use, and devour all creation. We have been taught that the human and the human mind are the highest forms of intelligence and consciousness, whether we are talking about relationships, products, or nature. The process is the same. Our ancestors and our elders weep that as we move away from our honor and respect, we embrace abuse and exploitation. What we have become easy or at least complacent with in ourselves and our relationships, we have become even more comfortable within doing to, within doing to nature. So that last little bit here was what really, I mean, the whole thing really struck me, but this idea that our ancestors and our elders are weeping as we move away from honor and respect, being nature, honor, respected nature, we embrace abuse and exploitation, right? So when we're running from what we know to be true, what we know is, I also see this as love. We... We go away from the op- we run away from it. We become the opposite. We become that abuser. We come become the exploiters. We become the the haters of the world. Right? Unconsciously, we might not be actively participating in the hate, but the fact we're running away from and not honoring and respect, and we can see this in so many different ways right now, particularly in parts of the world where there is war, where you know, there are parts of us that we're ignoring within ourselves, that we're wreaking havoc within our own bodies. We're not treating them with honor and respect. And this brings me to, you know, I always talk about and I had a, a, a deeper conversation with a friend the other day about my why he asked what is your you know I keep hearing you talk about your why and and, you know wanted to know a little bit more about what my was and and why we need to have this purpose why do we have to have a why to show up in the world and so I shared my kind of elevator pitch of what my why is and I'll share with you if you haven't heard before it's it's just simply I 
I am here to create transformational experiences so that people have a greater sense of belonging and purpose in the world. And my why is that because I really truly believe, just like that that short reading that I shared from Becoming a Hollow Bone is when we have a greater sense of belonging, we will honor and respect not just ourselves, but our neighbors, our land. And when we have a purpose, we know how we're supposed to show up in the world, how we're supposed to love more, how we're going to care for our neighbors, how we can be here to connect more deeply to taking care of our land. When we really know our place in this world, we do. We move away from the exploitation. We move away from the abuse. We we really, truly honor, respect who we are and why we came here. And as the, a byproduct of that is there's more love. There's more love in this world. There's more love to give. There's more love to receive. And as we go a little deeper, this other of running thought that I've had in these conversations in the past week or so was this idea of what are you running from and what are you running towards and and what does that look like and in the book Becoming Hollow Bone she kind of talks about these these paradigms of the western world and where we're going to in this new paradigm shift of of more of deeply honor and respect and connection and love and what she calls the emerging female system or the native system. And when I when she was when she was re, when I was reading this in the book and I was kind of thinking about looking at the patterns that we all play out mostly in the western world of just running around, keeping ourselves busy, right? Keeping ourselves disconnected from nature, from love, from honor, from respect. And so what does that look like? So we can start to just identify, right? How am I showing up in the world? What is my blind spot? And so that we can start to shift more from the running from and into a more running towards nature. So Running from, for me, what I looked at was when we're running from something, if we're running from some uncomfortable feelings, right, we're not feeling worthy, we tend to fill up our schedule. We tend to want to fill it up to prove to ourselves that we can do this, right? We tend to fill up our schedule because we're afraid to be still and really see what's what might be lurking in the shadows. We tend to be running away from What is already here for us? And so we fill up our schedules and we run ourselves ragged, which leads us to feeling tired and depleted. And so when we're running towards, kind of counteract that, right? When we start to really truly honor and respect and love ourselves and love, you know, this greater sense of belonging and purpose and love the land that we walk on and the people that we're surrounded with, we want to create more space for it, right? We start to eliminate the unnecessary things on our schedule. We start to see that those extra fillers of meetings, of 
activities aren't necessary anymore. And we start to create more and more space and we set boundaries so that we have that space and we protect that space. We honor that space for ourselves and the people we want to share it with. We start to value our time. We set boundaries around our time. We protect our time. We see how valuable it is. And then when we do that, it takes a little bit of work at the beginning. So it could feel a little tiring, right? Starting to set new boundaries, starting to lay down that foundation of protection. But when we do, when we've created this safe container and we start running more towards it of this love and honor and respect, we actually become more energized. So we move from this depleted, tired, running ragged state to running towards energy, love, honor, respect, joy. We also shift from a running from, again, that kind of doing mode into more of a being mode. We realize that we don't have to prove anything. We can just be. We can be ourselves. We can be with our loved ones. We can simply be the role that we were meant to play out. And we don't have to do it and push ourselves harder and harder, but we actually can lean in and, and embrace the superpowers that we have that are in the unseen world that are also supporting us in this being state. I also notice that when we're in the running from, when we're moving from those places that we're feeling tired and depleted, we're giving our energy so much, right? That's why it's part of the depletion. We're giving, we're producing, we're so focused on the output. But when we're running towards, we're more about the input, about the receiving, about the receiving. When we're in the state of the, un, the running from, running from the honor, the loved respect, we tend to embrace the unhealthy habits, the kind of putting things off, creating avoidance. But when we move into a space of running towards, we make more space for the things that feel good, the healthier habits the healthier ways of living. And we start to crowd out the unhealthy stuff, right? We don't need that anymore. We don't need to abuse our bodies. We don't need to have the toxic relationships in our lives. And so we fill our cup more and more and more with what feels good, what feels healthy. We become more curious about who we are and our little quirks, so we become more self-aware. We don't need to avoid our blind spots anymore. We wanna learn about them. We wanna embrace them. We want to embrace our whole self, right? We run towards our whole self safe state of being. Even the shadows, we begin to love. Even the shadows, we start to see, oh, this is where my blind spot resides and I want to learn about it. I want to be curious about it. Maybe it could be a superpower that I didn't even know about or maybe it's just no longer serving me and I can actually release it. And the last thing that I like to, and I'm going to talk a little bit more deeply about this in a moment, is 
when we're moving in that running from state, right? Again, it's that external kind of focusing on the outer world. We focus on finding quote unquote, the one, right? Whether it is the love of your life or the perfect job or the perfect place to live, right? We stop focusing on the externals of the one outside of ourselves. And when we're in that energy state of running towards, running towards the honor, respect, the love, we realize that we are the one. We are the kingdom within. We are our home. We are the ones creating the perfect opportunity. And we begin to magnetize. So we don't have to, again, do, but we can just simply be and call in because we have this light just exuding out. We are the one we have been waiting for. So I just left to pause right for a moment and ask you and ask as you were listening to this little list of running from and running towards, where are you sitting right now, right in the spaces in between? Where can you hold yourself a little bit more accountable or, or responsible so that you can shift your own paradigm and lean into this wider state of being? the fullness of you, embracing you, loving yourself, honoring and respecting yourself so that you can be not just the ripple effect in this world and all of the relationships around you, but you can also be that ripple effect, truly being the steward of our land, of our world. So I'd love to share a couple of stories that I learned some kind of on the more challenging side of things in Bali. So I felt called to share these two stories because I share them a lot in in the nomad community when I'm mentoring other retreat leaders and teachers. And I think they're really important stories for everybody to hear. Um, Bali holds a very special place in my heart. It's not something that I, a place that I always thought, you know, had dreamed about. I mean, I always was intrigued by it, especially after reading Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. I thought, ooh, she fell in love there. And I was married at the time, so I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to go there to find love. But um, it's also a place that called me there because it's, you know, a yoga mecca and a lot of people felt that they wanted to go to Bali, you know, my students wanted to go to Bali. And I thought, yeah, sure, let's let's do this. Let's go travel to Bali. And as soon as I did land there and I put my two feet on the ground, the islands of the gods, I definitely felt like, okay, this land has a lot to teach me. And I've been there two times and I'll be there for the third time coming up in 2024 with my retreat, Your Love Awaits in Bali. And so the first time I went to went to Bali, it was in 2017. And I will admit I had been running retreats for a period of time. I was a teacher for at that point probably at least 15 years already. And but I still had a lot of growth to as a teacher and as a leader. Um one being that I didn't really have the clear boundaries that I needed to have. So this retreat in particular, um, we had, it was a really, it was a really amazing group. 
But what I wasn't really fully prepared for was one, the just the energy of Bali is so powerful and it brings up a lot of stuff. It brings up a lot of shadows um, in, in the best way possible for people to look at and, and to, to really explore and you know, transmute it and transform it. Um, so, but I wasn't prepared for that amount of energy that was within me and within my group. And the other thing too was that we were, we were, we were, this group was just ready to go really deep. They were all students that I had been practicing with for a couple of years in yoga studios. And then there was also my grandmother was also attending as well, which, you know, she traveled with me and she stayed in the room. So right there was one boundary that I didn't quite set for myself was having my own personal space. Um, and so instead of what I usually had done at the yoga studios where I talked after class with my students and allowed them to have that space and kind of go deeper, this group, there was no real boundary there. You know, the whole thing was a whole week where they were going deep, not just after the sessions or in the sessions, but after dinner and before bed. And I ended up taking that there was no real boundary between my teaching space and my personal space. Again, going back to the room where my grandmother was, I basically took everybody's day with me into my sleep. And so towards the end of the retreat, I was having my own kind of personal issues, some health issues, and I ended up kind of taking it out on the students. I just had a day where I had a breakdown and I said, listen, I can't teach you all. I'm broken. I feel completely depleted. I have nowhere to go. And so I was running from my own my own shadows. I was leaning into theirs. I wanted to listen to theirs. I decided, oh, let me let me be of service. Let me be this teacher. Let me, you know, continue what I was doing at home because also some stuff was showing up for me that I didn't really want to look at. So I use that as a crutch to run away from my own stuff and not really fully embrace it and run towards what was there for me, for my own healing. And so what happened was Bali happened for me, <laughs> kind of had me have this hitting that, that brick wall, saying that I couldn't teach, I was depleted. And then I had a very vulnerable moment where I just started to cry and ended up in bed, curling up in the fetal position. And my grandmother came in and, you know, we had this very tender moment of sharing a very challenging moment in my life, in my childhood, that is basically reliving to a certain extent. And it really invited me into that darker place to reveal itself, to embrace it, to love it, all those parts of me. And it ended up being okay. I was able to share what was going on with my students but I was quite embarrassed because I wasn't prepared for that. Maybe I could have done it in a better way to be a, that teacher, be that leader that they were looking for if I had set those clear boundaries at the beginning and allowed myself to run towards those lessons that were there for me instead of avoiding them. So that was the first time that I went to, to Bali in 2017 and then the second time that I went to Bali was March 2020. Yes, <laughs> just 
about when the world was shutting down for the pandemic. So we had this really beautiful group again, uh, the very beginning of March, uh, I think it was the 1st through the 7th or the 1st through the 10th. And the group was amazing. Everything went perfectly well. I had really set those clear boundaries. I had an assistant, I had my own room. So I really was able to step into the power of being this, this retreat leader, this teacher that that this group really needed and deserved, especially during this turbulent time where when we stepped into Ubud after, you know, seven days of being in a little bit of a our own cocoon in Sukawati, we started to hear the rumblings of COVID and how things were starting to shut down. And it became, you know, a little bit scary. But I was able to hold that ground and that container for them so that they knew that they were going to be able to get home safe. Right? And that they could relax in our last three days and feel safe with, with our group as we concluded the retreat. But the other, the other kind of lesson that came to me was after they left. I had another 10 days on my own there. And it was also a time where I had let go of my apartment and I was traveling and I was rather nomadic and I was deciding about where my next home was going to be because I was running from an old life. Like I knew I needed to leave my town and the Hudson Valley and I needed to start my own life. I needed to run towards it. But the thing was, was yes, I was running, I was trying to run towards this new life, but there was still some part of me that was running from my old stories, my old wounds. And so I'll never forget, and you're going to get to meet Marie very soon and Martin, but I went to this really beautiful event at Pyramids of Chi um, just a few days before everything shut down. And it was a sound bath and Akashic Records reading that Marie and Martin uh, Richfield were were leading. And again, you're going to get to meet them in a couple of weeks because they're going to be leading a retreat in Bali too, and I'll be interviewing them soon. But I had asked Marie, who was doing the Akasha Records reading, I said, okay, where's my next home? Where am I going? Because <laughs> I still didn't have a clear answer. And so she did this reading and she, what she said was she just saw this, this kind of um, post with all of the signs pointing in different directions and possibilities of where to go. But then there's one clear sign just pointing right at my heart and it said home. Right. It was the it was the cliche of home is where your heart is. And I thought, oh, okay, fine. It's not gonna give me the answer here. The Akasha doesn't have the right answer that I need. I need a physical location. But the silver lining in the pandemic was that I didn't necessarily have all these options, right? Everything was shutting down. And so I had two options was to stay in Bali where things were going to shut down and yeah, could be kind of locked up in paradise, which I believe if I had chosen to stay, it would have been absolutely beautiful experience. But then the second option was to go home to my family, to live with my grandmother for what I thought would only be a month or two. And then, you know, things would open up again, but I needed that time. So I made the choice to go home to my to see my grandmother to be with her and to be with the rest of my family during that time and 
what I didn't realize was that I was going to call home West Virginia for three years where I got to heal the mother wound in a deeper way that I didn't even realize still existed, which led me to write my book, Dear Radiant One. And so many other gifts in realizing that truly home is where your heart is, right? That cliche is truly true for a reason. (laughs) So because I was still, still in locked in to this place, this physical location, I started to run towards this honor and respect of my family, of myself, of what I wanted my life to look like. And I began to realize I didn't have to run away from the things that scared me anymore. I didn't have to run away and create these busy schedules and prove to myself or to the world that I was this, you know, powerful being in so many different ways. That I could start to look at my blind spots and embrace all of myself. So these are two very powerful stories of what unfolded for me in Bali. And I know that there's going to be something else for me there when we go back in 2024 next year, next April. But I also want to leave this as an invitation for you. What stories could be waiting there for you? What is it that you want to run towards in 2024? Are you running towards love? Are you running towards your purpose? Are you running towards your home? Are you running towards new opportunities? Are you running towards new hobbies and passions? What places within you are you running towards that you want to honor and respect and cherish and love? within yourself, within this world, within the relationships that you already have or calling in? What might those be? So this this retreat, when I was sitting and thinking about, okay, what do, what do I want to offer when I go back to Bali again? The first time our retreat was called Embrace Ritual, our second one was going beyond ritual. And I thought, ooh, What if our love is awaiting us in Bali? What if we realize that everything comes from this, like truly, like live the cliche, everything is love, all you need is love. But what if we really began to realize that we don't have to search for the one outside ourselves, we just have to fall deeply in love with ourselves to magnetize the love of our life? What if we found that there are more spaces to have love and connection for others? So we magnetize more co-creators, more friends, more lovers, more 
family that we didn't even realize that we had a connection with on a deeper level. What if you started to fall in love with your purpose? You started to wake up to your why and you fell in love with why you are here. What if you did that, you could attract more opportunities that were in alignment with your purpose, that were in alignment with who you are and what you came here to do. What if you fell in love and had a deeper appreciation for the home that you already have, whether it is a physical location or people or just the home that resides in your heart? Or what if you just fell in love with this great land, this Mother Earth? How would you have more honor and respect for all the places that you could call home. So I'll just pause there for a moment for one more inquiry, but I kind of joked that the last, you know, handful of years when I was, when I was, I'll call quote unquote homeless, (laughs) even though I did have a home, but I was jumping around from place to place what I realized was that I had so many homes. I had friends that wanted to have me stay at their place to cat sit and dog sit and just be in their home and share my energy in their space. What if we began to realize that the more that we love the home within ourselves, the more homes we have in all aspects of the world? And then what if we physically loved more, right? When we physically love more, we're releasing these love hormones that are actually healing our bodies. They're building our immune system so that we have better health. We have a stronger immune system. So we're not constantly breaking down and fighting, but we're embracing what is here, what is healthy, what is true. So these are some threads of thought that I wanted to share with you here today. And, and just to ask yourself again, what are, you running to, what are you running from in your life right now? And be honest with yourself. When you finish listening to this in a few minutes, take out a journal and a pen and, and write down, what are you really running away from? And how can you say stop? And move into this new paradigm, right? Into the space in between of running towards. What do you want to run towards? Love, honor, respect, joy, laughter. What could that look like for you? What could you possibly magnetize more of? And if you do want to go deeper with that, I do invite you to come on this retreat of Your Love Awaits in Bali. We have a special that is happening this month. Uh, This month, the first four spots, as I'm recording this now, I'm just launching it. So 
There are four spots available to save $700 off and go deep into this exploration of love. And through the December 15th, we have an early bird special. So if you don't get those first four spots, you can still save a little bit of money until mid-December. So you have a couple of opportunities to come along the journey and if for some reason Bali is not in the cards for you, those don't, those dates don't align or you're not able to make it, uh, we do have a number of other retreats that are just as powerful, just as transformational and we would love to see you there. So there is a link here in the show notes. It is thenomadcollective.org slash upcoming dash retreats. And again, you can find that in our show notes and just go ahead and explore. And if you do happen to hear this right when we drop it on Tuesday, the next day that I'm recording it now on the 14th, and you want to come and experience a little bit of what a retreat could be like or answer the questions that you might have, any fears, any curiosities that you have around traveling on a retreat, you can come to our free event that is happening on Wednesday. November 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern time and you will get to meet me you'll get to meet our other retreat leaders uh, Kim Stephanie as as well as Karen who will be co co co-facilitating with me in Bali and I'm excited to have her as well I didn't get to talk about her yet but she uh she was actually there in Bali in 2020 as a student, and now she's coming back as a co-facilitator, which is really cool. And she's going to share her personal experience as well as what she's bringing in, um, into our retreat around this idea of, of love. So I would love to meet you in person, give you a big hug and help you along in your own transformation and help you along running towards love and honor and respect and joy and gratitude and laughter. So let's make that happen. Come on a a nomad retreat. And if you're not able to be there in person, continue to subscribe to this podcast. I will be dropping our season each week now from now until probably February or so for a month or two before I start to travel again. Who knows, I might keep it going again. But yeah, we'll be bringing bringing you an episode every week with myself, with other retreat leaders, with the property owners of some of the retreat centers that we're going to be uh, exploring together and some other amazing guests. So subscribe, like, leave a little interview, share with a friend if you especially know of somebody who wants to go on a a retreat and has been dying to go to Mexico or Bali or Greece Um, and there's so many other places we're going to be letting you know about very soon but yeah if you know of somebody or you want to do that make sure you join us and you can follow along here again you can follow along our links and yeah we love to experience that with you so have a beautiful day my friend it is always a joy to be able to share these threads of thoughts with you and inspire you, inspire you to really live a more authentic life of joy, gratitude, confidence, connection, and help give you a greater sense of belonging and purpose. So it is my joy to be there as your guide 
And again, have a beautiful, beautiful day.